Nothing. And I do everything in between. There's no ordinary day in terms of eating. Let's see, this morning I had leftover flank steak that I had done on the grill with a bit of, uh, of uh, cantaloupe, about half a cantaloupe and uh, maybe about a pound of meat on the flank steak. Remember, flank steak's very lean, so it was a nice, nice meal. Uh-huh. And what will you have for dinner? Tonight I think we're planning steaks, although last night we had, we had the flank steak with asparagus and a, a beautiful salad and fresh artichokes that were steamed. We eat wonderfully, really. We eat abundantly. My wife is a wonderful Italian cook, and she took my originally Paleolithic style of chunky grilled eating and turned it into this wonderful, I call it the Paleolithic Mediterranean cuisine because it's... <laughs> <laughs> what, what don't you eat? I don't eat bread. I don't eat rice. I don't eat potatoes. I don't eat beans. I don't eat milk. So pretty much you don't eat any of the f- foods that humans developed after they moved to <clears throat> an agrarian society. Is that right? That would be a fair, a fair statement. I do try to mimic, with modern foods, the pattern that would have prevailed during the Paleolithic. What's so wrong with the agrarian diet? Well, you can start by looking at the skeletal remains of the first farmers, if you like. Now, some of the, the problems with the first farmers come from the fact that they were so closely settled together and that sanitation became a problem. So uh, there's an invasion of novel pathogens into the, into the human um, existence that were somewhat rare, in fact, very rare previously because of the low densities hunter-gatherers uh, lived in. But if you look at the skeletons, you'll see a diminishment of the stature, that is, the size of humans diminished quite significantly, maybe five inches uh, in males, maybe six inches. Brain size diminished. It also shows possible anemia and just the general lack of robusticity and health, and the, and the, the teeth were poor. Right, so we moved the, to the agrarian diet and just went to hell in a handbasket. Well, this is what Jerry Diamond says in his wonderful essay, The Worst Invention of Mankind is Agriculture. It wasn't only the reduction in the size of the brain and in the, size of the physical size of humans and the way they were worn and torn by the hardships of agriculture, the repetitive toil of agriculture, but it was also the emergence of class structures and of hierarchy, whereas humans had always lived with a more or less flat hierarchy, so to speak. Everybody was sort of everyone else's equal. Once you had agriculture and the control of, of, of water and of land, you created the, the basis for hierarchical societies. Hmm. So we have disease, hierarchical societies, diminishment of uh, stature and brain size. By the way, the, the shrinkage of the brain is continuing even to the modern era. Probably we're not as smart as our Cro-Magnon ancestors. Arthur Devaney is a retired economist and the guru of the paleo movement. His lifestyle has inspired, among other things, a Tumblr fan site called Art Devaney Eats Vegans. He's 76 years old. So here's our question about the paleo diet. How do we know what people ate 15,000 years ago or what we've evolved to eat? If there's anyone who knows early humans, it's John Hawks. He's an anthropologist at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where he's got a lab filled with early hominid skeletons. He also writes a wildly popular paleoanthropology blog. Steve Paulson asked for his take. 
So what do you think of those people who are uh, eating raw meat or running around in the desert, uh, you know, doing in, uh, tests of endurance and strength and all of that, who, who, you know, say they are the modern incarnation of the Paleolithic man? You know, it's really interesting because I actually think we can learn a lot from people. You know, when you take your premises seriously, when you say, I'm going to just do what I can, limiting myself to what was available in the past, then you learn a lot about what's possible in the past. But carrying through those assumptions and letting them play out, you learn a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, the people who lived in Biosphere 2 learned that doesn't work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's okay to have a failed experiment. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, my dad was into black powder rifle shooting, and we would go to rendezvous, and we were really serious about seeing the lifestyle that was possible in the American West. And I think there's a sense to which keeping alive some semblance of a tradition.